Seven minutes in Hick. So I think it was uh so it was oh shoot. Alright. Now it was 2004 and Jeremy Joachim lived in his apartments down on Gregory. Or by the library. And um the ex the ex was always like Man, this, you know, she kept saying the place was haunted and all this shit. And I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like, you know, I don't believe in that shit. Yeah. And if I don't see it, I, I, I cannot believe in something if I can't see it. You know, it's kind of like trying to believe in God. You know, like, I don't see it, so it's hard for me to believe in something I can't see or touch. Right. So this one night, it was a long, it was a long shotgun-style apartment. And nobody ever came through the front door. We always went through the back way. She got through the back door, walked through the kitchen... To the right of the kitchen was a living room, and then in front of that was the bathroom, and there was a long hallway, bedroom, bedroom, master bedroom. So just a shotgun thing, hallway on the left, rooms on the right. Well, the uh, girls would take the coffee table out of the living room and put it up against the wall, and like around the corner from the bathroom so they can pull the couch bed out to watch movies and shit. So I get off work, I go over there, I walked back to Chelsea's room, and the room that Chelsea was in had a slide latch on the door, because the door would never stay shut. You shut the door, it'd always come open, so go in there, hit slats, slide latch, and old apartment, carry everything. Jeremy comes out of his bedroom, and he will walk down that hallway, and he cuts the corner, and if you weren't careful, he'd run to that coffee table, and it was down there, and you hear, bam, and I start laughing. He comes out of the bathroom, he's like, oh, fuck you. And you hear him drag it. It's like a six-foot cocktail. He drags it all the way down the hallway and puts it in front of Chelsea's door. So I'm laughing about it. I get up because I'm thirsty. A few minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some water. So I step over the coffee table. I don't even move it. I just step over it. I don't give a shit, you know. Walk to the kitchen, get a glass of water. And I did that dude thing where you walk back to the bedroom with the glass of water. But by the time you get back, you've already drank it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I walk back, step over the coffee table, shut the door, hit the latch, and then Chelsea goes, uh, can you smell water? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And I hand her empty glass, she's pissed. So then she turns around and goes, well, fuck you, I'm going to get my own water. So she opens the door, and the coffee table was gone. It's no longer there. It's back in the living room. All right, that being said, I'm looking. I just stepped over the coffee table. And there's no way you would hear if you moved it. You hear anybody walking along. If you ask me at that point in time, Gate, you believe in ghosts. And I would have said, you're stupid. Even, like, whatever. Like, whatever, you know. Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around. I didn't give a shit. Chelsea's freaking out. She's in there bothering Jeremy about it. And Jeremy's telling her she's stupid, too. So I just lay back on the bed. I do that thing where I lay back to kind of... Close my eyes, kind of nod off a little bit. Well, um, she comes back in the bedroom, hits the slide latch on the door, and she lays down on the bed next to me, and she's sitting there, and we're talking, and I'm just kind of in and out of sleeping. And then she claws me, and I come awake, just suddenly, whoop, and I'm awake. And she goes, something's in the room. And I sit up real quick, and in the corner, because the street light was back here, and the so the light came through the window and there was a shadow spot in the corner. And I look over there and you could make out something there in the dark. 
But it wasn't figurative, but there was something there, and you could sense it move, like it moved towards the door. And then when it gets to the door, the doorknob started turning. And it started turning more, turning more until the finally it was just like, like that. And then the door fucking bust the latch off the wall, and it flew up. I was like, fuck this shit. I grabbed my shoes. I didn't put them on. I got the fuck out of that house. Hell no. And it was crazy. I finally went back up in there weeks later, and it was in the daytime. I wouldn't go up there at night. I wouldn't spend the night with my girlfriend anymore in the house. Yeah. And uh, I went up there, and I'm, I'm looking at the door. Like, I had to go see it. I'm like, fucking, you know, like, this shit's like weighed on me. Like, every day, all day. Because up until that time, I don't know, I don't believe in supernatural bullshit. And then this shit happens, which makes you think, well, what if there is natural life? You know, what if there's something I don't know about, can't explain, whatever. And so I go up there and I'm looking at the door and I realize, because this apartment building is 100 years old, and I look at the door jam and there's just like notch after notch after notch where something has busted through the lock. Like you can see where they've had, you know, drilled holes and ripped out. I mean, you know, years of painting over it and kind of dulled it down. And I realize, like, holy shit, like something has busted through this door for decades. Really crazy, really weird. Well, then I'm up here at the shop, and I'm talking to people. One day, somebody goes, oh, man, tell us that ghost story. I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of telling it, but whatever. I'll tell it. And crazy R. Mark, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Metal sleeves, back piece. Mark's in here. You know, Mark's you know, way older than us. Mark's like, wait a minute. Are you talking about the apartments down from the library, Gregory Street, Double Deck, whatever? He's like, yeah. He says, you're talking about your face in the front, top left one middle room back. He knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. He goes, dude, I was a contractor helping redo that house. And we got to that apartment. Weird as shit. We would shut the door and come back. The door be open. And we kept it in the house. We thought people were messing with us. The one night we were in there and someone shut the door. Same thing. Door blasted open, whatever. Dude had locked it because he was in there painting, doing work. And he didn't want anybody to walk in. And the door blasted open. We locked the door. Kent Huntsman, another guy I knew. Kent, I ended up talking to him. I was like, holy shit, I told my brother's story. This dude, Kent Huntsman was in that apartment. So I called Kent, I haven't talked to him in 15 years. I'm like, dude, tell me about that fucking apartment, man. He goes, dude, yeah, it was out there. The middle room was haunted, man. Your shit running down the hall. And it was the same description, same shit that I felt, you know, and heard that night. And then I was like, and then told him, Billy Latcher. Billy Latcher lived in that room before Chelsea did. And I called her up and I said, Billy, said, can I talk to you about the apartment? She's like, sure. And she goes, so anything weird ever happened there? And she starts crying. And then she starts telling me, she said, yeah, the first one I first moved in there, something kept touching the doorknob all the time. And I opened the door and nothing would be there. And it would rattle the door all night, every day. That's why I, I couldn't sleep there. That's why I only lived there for like a few weeks and I moved out. I couldn't take it. I said, why didn't you tell me? She goes, would you believe me? No, no, I wouldn't. I would, I would have thought you were just being some silly little girl, you know, afraid of the dark or whatever. But I know what I saw. So then we got really into it. So we said, all right, we started doing our homework. And it was the first building built in Pensacola to be specifically a, um, built specifically to be an apartment building. Yeah. Like, you know, like, a lot of like old houses that were built big and let's make apartments. It was built specifically to be the first apartment building. Well, 
turns out, your research found out there was a lady that lived in that apartment, and she had a daughter that was deaf and mute. And she was a widower. Her husband died in the First World War. Uh, so she was widowed, and she was, you know, living by herself, whatever, with her kid. And a lot of people, even back then, you know, just seemed kind of weird. So she, you know, a lot of people kind of shunned her, ignored her, whatever. And she had a hard time with the kid. And the kid was going to the room, apparently. And he locked the door. Mom just kicked the door and beat the shit out of the kid or whatever. And apparently she beat on her daughter so much one night. And then she tried to clean up the blood and stuff. And then she 